It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. For more information, like always, you can reach out to us on social media. You can follow the show or get the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app, any and everywhere you get your podcast. All you have to do is subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. You can reach out to us and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air or Facebook at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Like, follow, and share there. My first guest is the husband and wife team. Lisa Klein Ransom is the author and James E. Ransom is the illustrator of the new book, Fighting with Love. The Legacy of John Lewis. It's our pleasure to welcome Lisa and James to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning. How are you? Very good. Great. All right. Happy to be here. All right. So, Lisa, let's start with you. Now, you primarily write nonfiction, historical fiction books. Why is it so important for you to have that as part of your body of work and what you do? Well, I have always uh, loved learning about my history, the history of black people in this country and the ways in which we have worked together as a community uh, through our families to overcome incredible um, adversity and struggle, and the ways in which um, our resilience has helped us to thrive and survive. So finding those stories and telling those stories for new generations of young readers is something that I just live for. All right. Now, James, for you, now, your illustrations, you have won several awards, including two Coretta Scott King Awards, if I'm right. What does that recognition, what does that mean to you as an artist, and what is that like? Um, well, you know, it's, it's always an honor when someone um, selects your work and says, you know, you've done a, a wonderful job, you get a nice pat on the back, that also that reassures you to keep going the direction that you're going in. It also allows me to maybe um, have a voice and when I'm talking to my editors um, about what I'm interested in, you know, the, the awards sort of um, open up those doors as well. I, I usually see it as just a wonderful honor and nice to be recognized for the hard work that you put in. All right. Now, so you guys are husband and wife. You work together on a number of books. What is that dynamic like for you guys to work together as husband and wife? Well, we have been married for, uh, we've been married for 34 years. We've been together for, uh, what is it, James, close to 40. We're mm. the parents of yeah. four. The biggest part of our collaboration is really in the brainstorming of ideas. James loves to throw ideas at me. And the two of us have a shared interest in a lot of different things. We love, you know, we love the same music. We both have a passion for history and food and film. Art. <laughs> Art, and, and, right? no, Art, literature. The African-American experience, you know, Lisa is originally from Boston. I'm originally from the South. We met at Pratt Institute in New York. So I guess it's kind of almost the middle of, of, the, of those two areas. But, you know, we, we have uh, family history. We have yeah, our, um, our history. Our, that our we love like of the Great Migration. Through. Yes, we're both products of the Great Migration. We share those interests and we know those stories with people. Um, that, that's what we really do. Does that ever bleed into the marriage? Do you guys working together in your working relationship <laughs> that ever bleed into the marriage? It does in that, you know, we, we, we try to keep those processes separate. So, you know, I'm, when I'm in here working and writing, James is in his studio, which is all the way across. The, it's on the other side of the house. He's in his studio painting, illustrating. You know, I'm writing. And sometimes I make my way over to the studio and I'm reading James what I'm writing. I get feedback from him. 
or he'll ask me to come in the studio and take a look at something that he is illustrating. But very rarely am I writing and he is working on the project at the same time. Usually when I'm writing, it's two, three years later before James even starts illustrating that same project. Mm. So in many ways, it, the process is very separate. But what we do is we give each other feedback on what we're currently working on. We know um, the intention for our work. We, you know, we really try to support and give each other a lot of feedback because we know, you know, what our real passions are, what we're trying to get to, what our end goal is. So we give each other a lot of support in that way. We're always over meals and when we're out talking about ideas. Okay. Now, you both are enjoying very successful careers. Typically, how many projects are you guys working on juggling all at once? James probably, I shouldn't answer for him, but I'll, he'll expand. He's, James is probably doing 55 projects at once. I like to, I like, to do like two, two or three ideas at a time. But go ahead. Uh, go ahead, James. I'll let you go. I really only truly work on like, one project at a time. There's other things that are sort of up in the air. And, you know, there are a lot of offers being made, people asking um, me to illustrate different projects. And plus, you know, I, and I do have a lot of ideas. And then there are other manuscripts that, that come to me. But I, I'm really, I have to sort of um, work on maybe sketches for one project, and I send it off, and it takes months for people to get back to me. So, so that's when I'm, I'm finishing up another project. And then you stop, and you have to do, revise those sketches, and then send those off again. It takes months for them to get back to you. So you, you have one main project, and then you have the seeds. Or, and that's probably the best way to describe it. So you're, you're harvesting one project while you're planting seeds for other projects. That's a, that, yeah, that's a great way to describe it. You're always yeah. planting seeds yeah. for another project because I have, you know, book, I, book ideas that I'm working on and maybe I, I'll see a book and I'll put it off to the side for research. But for me, I also, I can only really work on one project at a time. When I'm, you know, working on a book, right now I'm working on a book about Ida B. Wells. So I'm kind of immersed in the 1800s and Reconstruction period and Jim Crow era. It's really hard if I'm going to be next working on a book that's based in the 1940s or 50s, you know, to make that transition. So I really, I need to stay in the 1800s and I can't go back and forth in time. And in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. For more information on the show, more information on our guests, you can reach out to us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. You can follow us there. Follow us on Facebook at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Like, follow and share there. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app anywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. This morning, we're joined by the husband and wife team. We're joined by James E. Ransom and his wife, Lisa Klein Ransom. She is the author of the book. He is the illustrator of the book. The title of the book is Fighting with Love, The Legacy of John Lewis. Now, let's talk about the book, if you will. So I guess I would start with you, Lisa, because or maybe both of you, based on what you guys have been telling me, what led to your decision to write a book about John Lewis? Well, this is, this is again, where our interests have converged because we have both um, been a huge fan and admirer of the work of John Lewis for many, many years. But it was James, I think, who took the initial step broaching this as a picture book idea to our editor at Simon & Schuster. And she immediately said, absolutely, let's do this book. So for me, I just dived right into the research. And, you know, it's funny when you, when you begin researching a subject that you admire, sometimes it can be overwhelming because what you want to do is to honor this person in the way that 
is really fitting to their, li- to their life. And so I, as much as I admired John Lewis, the more research I did, the more my admiration for him grew. And so this was a book that actually was really difficult for me to write because he was, he was already, you know, someone I admired, but he became this larger-than-life figure, this icon that actually made it harder for me to write about him as I began researching just the many ways in which his incredible love and legacy basically changed the world in many ways and the ways in which he fought back using nonviolent form of protest to fight back against hate. That understanding his, his role in the world really was just an incredible transformation for me. I agree with you know, everything. And that's basically how it all developed with me making the initial call and then Lisa sort of running, writing this incredible story. And then my job is to sort of make um, the artwork for it. And so, um, you know, I decided to do this book in collage. So it's all paper. Uh, I don't think there's any paint at all. And I'm known for um, painting in my books. So that, you know, that sort of flat graphic style, um, I think is um, is is very interesting. I also my use of bold, strong colors. Um, and I also try to do some different things with um, the telling of the story, not being so literal and trying to show every little detail. So that graphic quality, I think, makes the book um, very visually appealing. Okay. So for those that may not know, tell us about the subject matter of the book, um, John Lewis, if you will. What I decided to do was to really play up the fact that here he is, he's confronted with so much hate and segregation in his life. And I decided to contrast that with, you know, it's easy to focus on the hate and segregation that is coming at him from every angle. Everywhere he turns, it is whites-only signs being mistreated. His family comes from a family of sharecroppers where they're working against a system where they're never going to get ahead. And, you know, the school system is unfair. He, he, the, he's going to school on a bus that breaks down before they even get there. He is being, at every turn, he is mistreated. But yet, um, I made a choice to use the love that he experienced in his family, in his community, in his church, and contrast that and use that as the basis of how he decided to go forth in his life to use that love as a basis for how he combated the hate that he experienced in this world. His belief was that no child is born in hate. And he used that when he went out into the world and protested. He believed that by looking at people as they were as children, you could embrace a form of love, not using physical violence, but by changing heart would help to change laws. And so he became one of the original 13 freedom fighters. He's considered one of the big six in the civil rights movement. And his work as a congressman, really, he continued to rely on his heart and his belief and the power of love and the good of humankind to use, us, to, to use himself as a role model for Christianity and other religions and to show us that the embracing love and, and good could be a model for changing laws and making change in the world. And it was really, it was, it was a little bit of a, of a learning curve for me just to, to, to look at this model. And I was just incredibly impressed by the way that I felt transformed by learning more about this work. 
And again, this morning, we're speaking to the husband and wife team of Lisa Klein Ransom. She is the author of the book, and James E. Ransom is the illustrator of the book. The title of the book is Fighting with Love, the Legacy of John Lewis. You're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Now, racism, race relations, are, is such a heavy subject. It's not all milk and cookies or rainbows and unicorns. Why did you want to write a picture book about this subject matter for kids? Why was that important? Well, certainly we see that race relations aren't getting any better. In fact, they're getting worse. And it is a subject which I think is the most difficult subject that we are faced with today. It is something that people are never comfortable discussing. They would discuss anything else aside from race. And so I think the more that we don't discuss it, the worse race relations get. And so by looking at this topic early on, especially for young children, you know, studies show that the more you talk about it at home and with children, the more comfortable we can become. I think by the time we become adults, no one is comfortable discussing. And so I think if we can present these topics to children early on, honestly, and show them, it, it present it in a way where it, is, it really is an issue of fairness and equity. And I think this is the way children actually understand the world in terms of fairness. That's something that they can really understand and hold on to. And so yeah. this book really presents uh, John Lewis in beginning to see the world in terms of fairness. He looked around and said, this isn't fair. This isn't right. And what can I do to change it? I, I mean, I also just think it's really important that kids know um, about um, people, our congressmen, and, um, people like John Lewis who are in Congress. So this, you know, it gives us um, just a chance to sort of talk about um, where these people come from, what they've done before they actually go and um, serve our country. So I think, you know, so multiple reasons why the, the book is needed. Also, the history of, you know, of African-Americans fighting for their civil rights, you know, is, in, is important as well. So all those things that Lisa mentioned, plus um, a, a, a array of um, other ideas that uh, need to be um, talked about and discussed for children. The, the problem is, is that we can't really discuss race honestly unless we understand what blacks have gone through in this country. And so unless we're really honest about that, we can't begin to have discussions today unless we really understand the truth of history. So that is something also that has to be addressed, and it is addressed in this book, the truth of it. Now, in the book, you talk about the training John Lewis and others went through for the protest of nonviolence. One of the things that struck me that he was actually trained and others were trained how to protect themselves from being beaten during the process. Tell us about some of the training that the protesters went through during the civil rights movement. Yes, yeah, so they were trained. This is the part that I think that was the most difficult. They, they, took, they had to take turns playing the part. Some had to play the parts of maybe angry white people or people who they were expected to face. And they had to take turns on ways to get on the ground to protect themselves from what they knew was going to happen, where they would be kicked and punched and the words that they would hear, and to make, maybe make themselves immune to what would happen, to learn to not fight back, to not respond, and to just continue to endure a certain level of abuse. Now, a lot of people could not take it and left the program in which they attended. Um, they went to Highlander Folk School, which Rosa Parks also attended that school. She also, a lot of people don't know, she also received that same training but that training was instrumental in helping them to withstand a lot of the abuse and 
attacks that they withstood, those was the beginning of when um, these attacks were, were televised and people could see what these young students were doing and fighting for the civil rights. They weren't fighting back. They were just asking to be treated fairly as citizens in this country. That was what began to move the needle. And they were very courageous. I mean, just just, just very oh. courageous. Yeah, they were absolutely walking into the fire, career. so to speak. You know, they, they knew that um, bad things were going to happen to them by just sitting at a counter. Mm-hmm. That people were going to punch them, hit them, um, crack eggs on their head, um, put ketchup on them. them. Curse. I mean, it's just, yeah. I, it's, exactly. yeah. All sorts of names you're going to be called. Um, just sitting at a lunch counter. So um, to walk into that, knowing what's going to happen, risking their life, really, because who knows, what if someone had a pistol on them? You know, what if someone, you know, had a knife or something? No one knew, and it could have got very violent. Um, and we certainly I'm know sure how many people, yeah, during the Civil Rights Movement had been killed and homes were bombed, and we certainly know how many people did lose their lives. Now, um, Lisa, you touched on this, um, the research process for this book. What were some of the things you learned about John Lewis? You talked about how you learned to um, admire him even more. But what are some things that you learned about John Lewis during this research project that surprised you, something you hadn't known about him? Well, I'm always interested in the very, very um, – interpersonal relationships that people have. And so I did love reading about how he had to constantly reassure his parents. I mean, his parents were pretty upset with what he was doing. And, you know, his parents were basically begging him to get out of the movement. But he felt he owed it. He felt that this, you know, he was there, he was in seminary school, and they felt he was there to study and to become a pastor. And he felt he was doing God's work. And he had to constantly remind them that this was part of God's work, that he felt that in doing this, um, it was his calling. And this is something his parents did not understand. And I did, I love reading about those moments and him writing letters to his parents and his parents begging him to get out. I I, I love those kind of interpersonal moments. Um, And I, I did love the trying to him trying to um, the, the split that was beginning to exist in people you know, um, pushing back and telling him that the nonviolent movement wasn't the way to go and him standing firm in his belief. I loved learning about his relationship with Martin Luther King and how that helped to shape him and inform his own beliefs. So there was so much that I learned about him that helped my admiration for him to grow. Uh, What about you, James? Things like that, of course, which Lisa shared with me as she's working on it. I'm seeking out visuals I, I think I took something I knew, and it was heightened. I realized how brave you must be to go through this. I have a door that comes into my studio, and I often put photographs in that door. And while I was working on this book, I took out a photograph of kids being water holes, and I put that on my door. Because, you know, you think about what they're going through, what they went through, and many, many most of the time it was the younger people, the, the children who could protest because the adults were too tied into the system and they feared losing their jobs, which would mean losing their homes. So younger people had to be the protesters. And I think that looking at them and just reflecting on my own life, um, I realized how brave these people were and what they did for me and my and future generations. 
And again, this morning, we're speaking to the husband and wife duel of Lisa Klein Ransom. She is the author. James E. Ransom is the illustrator of the book, Fighting with Love, the Legacy of John Lewis. More of our conversation still ahead. Stick around. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine in a moment. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can always be found on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Follow us there. Follow, like, and share on Facebook at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app anywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. We continue our conversation with Lisa Klein Ransom and her husband, James E. Ransom, their author and illustrator of the book, Fighting with Love, The Legacy of John Lewis. Of course, John Lewis is a civil rights icon, considered one of the big six leaders of the civil rights movement and former congressman. Now, Lisa, tell us about the significance of the title of the book, Fighting with Love. You know, I grew up in a very different generation than John Lewis. And I grew up in a generation where you have learned to fight back. And I, I feel like I grew up at a time where there wasn't really only one way to, to fight and to protest. And that is certainly not um, with the nonviolent movement per se, that um, the fighting means to, you know, it's kind of more of an eye for eye type of um, protest where people are more vocal and it's just a very different form. And so because of my, the, the ways in which I began to understand this form of nonviolent protest, I didn't want young people to believe, as I came into the story, believing that nonviolent protest was a, a, a passive form of protest. I wanted them to understand that nonviolent protest and John Lewis was love, but it was also another form of fighting. And so I chose that title to show that active love is also fighting. He just fought with love. That's where the title came from. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information about our guests, more information about the show can be found online. You can listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app anywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. You can follow us there. On the phone with me this morning is Lisa Klein Ransom. She is the author of the book. James E. Ransom is the husband, and he is the illustrator of the book. The title of the book is Fighting with Love, The Legacy of John Lewis. Now, for those that are listening this morning, um, they may be an aspiring writer. What is it that you wanted as a kid um, from your parents as an aspiring writer? And what advice would you have for parents who have children that express interest in writing, Lisa? I was really fortunate. I had um, parents who were incredibly, incredibly supportive. As a kid, I just wanted to be left alone to read a book. <laughs> my, parents, my parents certainly gave me that. They gave me the time and space to read and to write. And my mother, who recently passed, um, everything that I wrote, she thought was probably the best thing that she'd ever read up until <laughs> the moment she died. Or she read and said, oh, my goodness. Is this the best thing you've ever written? Um, And I got a lot of support in that way. Um, And I think that allowing kids to read whatever they want to read. Some people, some parents think, oh, that's not a serious book. or That's a graphic novel. That's a comic book. Let kids read whatever they want to read and put a notebook in their hands, a journal, and encourage them to write without being edited or supervised. 
Let them write whatever they want to write. Let them read whatever they want to read. Take them to a library, a bookstore. Give them tons and tons of books. It's the best way to teach writing is to read. All right. And James, along the same lines for you, you know, if you have a child and they show promise as an illustrator in drawing, um, what advice, what did you want from your own parents and what advice would you have for parents um, listening this morning who have children that are showing these talents? Well, like Lisa, I also had this time and space um, growing up with my grandmother in North Carolina, basically the only child um, there. I had the opportunity to um, draw and create on a lot of Saturday and Sunday afternoons. That's what I spent my time doing. And she always supplied me with, um, at that time, it was called typewriter paper, the plain white sheets of paper. Mm-hmm. So I would just sort of, um, I would keep it very casual when the kids are young, again, making sure they had supplies. A museum visit every now and then was something I would suggest. A sketchbook, you know, some places to sort of keep all your drawings is what I would suggest um, as well. And books about artists, you know, uh, and, and, and movies. But I would, until you get into high school, I would keep it sort of casual and see if the interest um, is still there and share, of, you know, comic books, any type of books about art um, to be great gifts as, as well. So um, until, until you get into high school, then you may want to sort of focus a little bit more on, on um, drawing. Reading, I think, is also something I would suggest, stimulating the imagination. And if you get um, visual images from reading stories, that's something that you, might, you could also encourage and have them at maybe illustrate what, they're, what they just read. Maybe an art class is of something in the neighborhood um, outside of school where you get probably a little more advanced and some more hands-on um, instructions is also good. That's those types of things. Okay. You both talked about being connected with um, what you eventually would have as a career earlier on in your life. Did you always know that you... Lisa, you knew that you wanted to be a writer. Um, James, you knew you wanted to be somewhere in art. Is that? Did you always know that? I, I did. Yeah, since I, third I, grade, I, since the third grade, I knew I wanted to be an artist. Um, I, <laughs> I was um, crazy, insane about watching television as I was when I was a kid. I watched way too much television, <laughs> and um, I had a friend whose mother worked at home. I just thought, oh my god, working at home. You can watch television all day. <laughs> I, I want I want a job doing that, and and art sort of fit that you know format, mm-hmm. like you know. So so um I was you know so I and I like drawing pictures as well. So that that's why I became interested in being an artist um in the third grade. All right. So do you watch TV and do your art now, <laughs> like you always dreamed of? <laughs> um, I, I I probably listen to the radio a little more, a lot more than watch television. But there are times where I love I mean, that answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good answer. It really, and it's true too. Um, but in, in the studio, I, sometimes I do get lonely, and I do want to hear voices because we live in a very rural area. It's, it's very silent. And I need to sometimes. I need to hear that the world's still happening outside of me, these windows that I'm I'm looking out of. Mm-hmm. So I do turn it on, but I'm not watching it. I'm more listening to it, like it is a radio show. You know, like something back in the 1930s. Okay. Um, and every now and then looking up and uh, viewing. All right. Dream job for you. What about you, Lisa? Well, I, I loved reading. I loved writing, but I somehow didn't know how to become a writer somehow. I just couldn't make that leap. Mm-hmm. And so I actually had a couple of different careers before becoming a writer. So I, I actually went to college for 
to become a fashion uh, buyer at a department store. Wow. So that was my major in college. It's where I met James in art school. I worked as a fashion copywriter for Macy's and Lord & Taylor for many years. I went back to grad school. I worked as a teacher. I worked as a publicist. Um, okay. I was a stay-at-home mom for many years. And you then did it all. I began, yeah, I did. And I began, <laughs> then I began writing. Um, you know, after my, uh, I, I had two children, and I began writing for children. So we have four children. We have, we have four children. All right. Any grandkids? <laughs> no. Not yet. I'm not waiting. Yet. Not yet. All yeah. Right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, James. <laughs> so let me ask you this now. I know you guys are always working. You t- we talked earlier about multitasking and working on different projects. But um, what can you tell us about what what's next for you? Um, Lisa, I know you have a new book coming out um, in March. So what's next for you guys? What can we look forward to from you guys? And we'll start with James. What's next for you, James? Well, we, a book that we did together, something Lisa wrote quite some time ago. I finally finished um, a book called, um, they called, they call him Teach. Is that the title, Lisa? Uh, they call him Teach? They call me Teach, Lessons in Freedom. And so that will be coming out day before my birthday, September 24th. Okay. Lisa, what else What else you guys working on? What, do you, what can you tell us about? What's next for you? The book that I have coming out in March is called One Big Open Sky, and it's a story of three, it's a story of actually a black, all black uh, wagon company traveling in 1879 uh, along the Oregon Trail and settling in Nebraska. It's told through three female characters and their, their lives and what they face traveling west. And it's a story of exodusters, which many people don't know in history that there was a, a huge movement of blacks who left the South and went West to settle kind of like, a, you know, my own black version of uh, little house in the prairie. Hmm. All right, there and, you, yeah. There you go. All right. We're out of yeah. time this morning. If our listeners would like to find out more about you guys, more about what you do, more about your books, how can they find out more and how can they get a copy of the book fighting with love, the legacy of John Lewis? Uh, you can visit, uh, the easiest thing to do is visit the website. There's links um, on the website to, for each book. It tells you a little bit more about each. Uh, but the website is Lisa, L-E-S-A, Klein, C-L-I-N-E, Ransom, R-A-N-S-O-M-E, LisaKleinRansom.com. For me, um, you can uh, also go to my website and find out information, which is basically JamesRansom.com, pretty simple. But you also can follow me on Instagram, J. R-A-N-S-O-M-I-L-L-U-S-T-R um, is my Instagram handle. So welcome to follow me there. That's where you get the most on Instagram. L. Klein Ransom on Instagram as well. All right. So we'll have all that up on our social media pages so our listeners can get in touch with you guys. Thank you so much for spending so much time with me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. And good luck with all your work. Thank you. Again, the title of the book is Fighting with Love, The Legacy of John Lewis. The husband and wife team are responsible for the book. James E. Ransom is the illustrator of the book, and his wife, Lisa Klein Ransom, is the author of the book.